Hello, everyone. You're listening to Bonus Features Podcast. I am your host, Meta Senpai. And I'm your other host, Corduroy. And today we will be talking about one of my favorite directors, Makoto Shinkai. And we're going to be talking about the music from a few of his most famous movies, such as Voices of a Distant Star, Five Centimeters Per Second, Garden of Words, and Your Name. So keep it locked. We have a lot of bonus features coming up for you. This is Bonus Features Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about Makoto Shinkai and some of his most prominent works. So Makoto Shinkai is a prolific anime screenwriter and director who has taken the world by storm in recent years. He's known for his work dealing with relationships affected by distance. He has a signature style of animation recognizable for his use of computer graphics to project incredible lighting and hyper-realistic backgrounds. He completed his first solo film in 1999, She and Her Cat, a five-minute black-and-white film with great animation for the lo-fi technology used in its production, essentially a 1999 Macintosh computer. Another one of his first films that started his career is Voices of a Distant Star, which he directed, animated, voice-acted, and produced by himself using his computer. However, in 2016, the movie Your Name is his most critically acclaimed film, which is currently the highest grossing anime film in the world. He is known for his impactful storytelling along with the gorgeous animation from the studio Comix Wave Films, which was founded in 2007. So we're going to talk about a few of Makoto Shinkai's most prominent works, and we're going to start with his first, one of his first films, Voices of a Distant Star. So Medicine Pie, tell us a little bit about that film. All right, so Voices of a Distant Star is one of his first films done in 2002 and done completely by him, animation, background, CGI, voice acting. Um, this is a sci-fi-esque romance film about distance, which is a lot less grounded and has more of a loose plot than his other films. This film is about two close friends who have feelings for one another, but one of the characters, the female lead, Makoko, decides to join the this universe's version of the military to fight essentially aliens in the deep reaches of space. I'm pretty sure they just refer to them as like aliens. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Which is hilarious. So this film, kind of, the plot is very, like, loose. Like, it's only 25 minutes long, mm -hmm. so, like, it's not a very complex plot for this film. No. What the film is kind of talking about is basically the farther she gets into space, basically her and her friend both send messages to one each other using their cell phones. However, the farther she gets into space, the longer it takes for those messages to reach him. You know, and eventually gets to the point where it's taking up to eight years to get to him. Yeah, it takes up to eight years. Her message takes up to eight years to reach her friend and then subsequently takes another eight years for her to receive his response. Exactly. So that's a 16 years for two messages to go out. As she's not aging like he is, he's aging like a normal person on earth and stuff's going on in his life and it's just 
very abrupt when after eight years of silence and him living his life, all of a sudden he gets another message from, yeah. from this person. It's definitely kind of heartbreaking to if you actually think about it, because that kind of distance when you're if you're in a relationship like that's just not going to work. So the film uses all, uses all of Shinkai's signature style, a lot of sweeping sky shots, gorgeous backgrounds, very realistic lighting um, during the day and night sequences. Even out in space, it's, you know, I wouldn't say realistic, but it's still very, very gorgeous. It's, um, yeah, it's it looks very well done considering it was all done on a computer using, like, not even... He used like Photoshop and like Adobe Premiere and like After Effects. So he like he used a personal computer to make this. <laughs> it's it's awesome to see how far he's come. I think this is a very I think I, I think I think it's funny because he's come very far, but at the same time, still very true to what he was doing in 2002. Okay, so I want to talk about the soundtrack a little bit. It was composed by Tenma, who also has done a lot of the music for a good chunk of his movies, they used to work together in a video game company. This, the OST is a lot more linear, basically uses the same melodies played at different speeds and using different notes. The song is very, it can be very nostalgic and warm, but can also be very somber depending on what scene it's on, how it's played. Yeah, especially there's one scene where she's kind of like into a doppelganger mm -hmm. and I think it's playing during that scene maybe yeah. and because she's she's just very emotional in that moment and it kind of matched the, the mood of that scene yeah very much so and just the way it's used the way the music's paired with the scenes is ridiculous especially for something that was made by one person and in 1999 in, yeah <laughs> and so long ago so I want to talk about some of my favorite songs from the movie the opening song and closing song for the movie is called Through the Years and Far Away. It is a very like slice of life, a very sad like slice of life anime ending song that you'd hear on most like TV anime that air. And it uses a lot of like violins and electronic music and uh, these very high pitched female vocals. And it's uh, kind of sets a very dark, somber mood to the, for the whole movie. So you know, pretty much know what you're getting yourself into when you hear this song. But it's also very amateurish too. Like, not in a bad way. It's just, like, a very lo-fi, yeah. like, mm -hmm. instrument instrumental with vocals that aren't perfect. It's I, I really like how like how homemade everything feels. Kind of sounds like something you'd hear on, like, an older computer game. Exactly. Like a visual, like if an old visual novel or something. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what it reminds me of. Like something Key did back in 2002, you know? Yeah, exactly. So we're going to play a bit of it for you guys, and then we'll be right back. song one more time Meta Senpai through the through the years and far away we were saying that it sounds so 90s 
and it like is. the it's instrumentation very is very very 90s yeah and it just it has a very homemade feel to it but it's very good considering and so what other songs are you going to play for us okay one of the main songs in the movie is introduce and it's kind of the star of the show as far as the soundtrack is concerned because it's used it's played very differently throughout different parts but it's still essentially the same song it's different variations of itself and it's a melody that is very uh familiar throughout the movie yeah and pretty much every scene it's used in is like it fits it so well that it just elevates whatever emotions are felt at that point in time i felt like the music did a good job of like reinforcing kind of the emotions of each of the two characters just like how they longed for each other and how they missed each other so let's listen to it okay Medicine Pie, what did we just listen to? It's a song called Introduce, because it's literally like... It introduces you to the film and the characters and everything. That's awesome. And you have one more for us, right? Yes, this is my favorite song from the film. It is Mikako Kara no Tayori. And it's kind of a song that there's not a whole lot I can really say about it because it's used in a scene and I don't want to spoil gotcha. it because I feel like it's more impactful if you just see it. How did it make you feel? Some type of way. Okay. That's it, a way. Yeah. It made me feel uh, very, I don't know. It was the way it was used. It was, it hurt, but it was also very, I don't know. Pleasing. It was also pleasing. It's, it's a weird mixture of like, wow, this sucks, but also like, this is very beautiful. Okay, let's listen to it. Okay. Senpai. Yes. How would you describe or and or recommend this movie to a friend? Uh, I would describe it as a sci-fi romance kind of short film. Mm-hmm. Kind of an indie sci-fi romance short film. I just tell them, be prepared because it's only 25 minutes. Yeah. But in that 25 minutes, it takes you for a, for a ride you don't really expect. Yeah. Especially uh, considering it's a, it's a film made in 2002, and the visual style, while it looks great, especially for the time, uh, when everyone else was doing horrible, horrible, like, 90 CGI, it looks great, but it still, you know, shows its age. It does. It definitely looks like a dated computer game. But, but it's still gorgeous, like, and you will still probably most likely It's like just it. cool that he did everything himself. Yeah. So that brings us to our 
next film that we're going to talk about five centimeters per second yes and when what year did that come out 2007 that movie is 10 years old and i feel i feel very old yeah (laughs) because i watched that movie a long time ago okay so tell us a little bit about that film all right so five centimeters per second is a film about two childhood friends akari and takaki and them basically growing apart with age which is a, something that happens naturally, like as you, you know, you lose friends and stuff as you grow older from moving to different places and moving on with your life and getting married and all that kind of jazz. So it's basically a story about that and how it affects our main character, Takaki, and his, his journey of trying to move on from his past, but ultimately being kind of glued to it and not really able to let go. So what kind of music do we hear in this film? This music is almost all exclusively piano tracks and violins, but the the soundtrack is paired with visuals in such a way to where like like I've seen the movie quite a few times and I can remember exactly when every song plays in what scene because that's how well it's like used. It's that memorable. It kind of reminds me of how like fully coolly used music like that. Yeah. Where you where you know which song plays at what scene. But yeah, it's all pianos, violins, and yeah. The song at the end really gets me. Oh yeah. Is one, that one, one more of, time, one more chance? Is that one of the ones you are gonna play? That is one of the ones I'm gonna play. Awesome. So let's hear the first one. What's the first song? Okay, so the first song. All right, so my first song is Cherry Blossom Extract, which is kind of the theme, the theme song for this movie. It's played many different, you know, through many different parts of the movie and is also a very, very familiar theme. It has a lot of, uh, a lot of warmth to it, a lot of uh, very fuzzy feelings, um, and especially it's kind of weirdly nostalgic, and that's pretty much what this whole movie is based on, like that kind of nostalgic, sad feeling you get every now and again when you think of people from your past, people from your past, and the music reflects that, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So it's, you know, it can go both ways. It can be very, very uh, a happy, a happy song when you see them in their childhood, like being together. It can also be a very sad song when you see them as adults and they're not together and they're in completely separate parts of Japan. Heavy. (laughs) Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. my favorite on the entire soundtrack i love the like this is one of the few movies where the entire i could literally just put a playlist of all the songs from this and just let it go and be completely yeah just listen to the whole thing it's like great ambience like i don't know like study music relaxing music like just play it in the background or if if you want to cry in the corner you know it's good for whatever Multi-purpose. Multi-purpose. <laughs> so I guess we'll talk about uh, the next song on my list. I picked three songs for this for this film. This one is my favorite song from the film. Basically, it's called it's called Poem of the Sky, and it uses you know mainly violin and piano again. It plays during one of my favorite scenes where one of our characters is gazing into the sky 
in like this kind of grassy field area in the country and you can see the ocean the wind is blowing everything mm -hmm. around like the grass is swaying back and forth and you can actually see the, the clouds overhead like casting a moving shadow like over the field and it's just ridiculously pretty the like another that's just like what makoto shankai just focuses on in his movies he wants you to see like every little detail like every the clouds moving and like the grass blowing in the wind like tons of optical flares yeah, <laughs> sun flares optical flares <laughs> that scene in particular just with the sweeping shot of the character and like like i said the the cloud shadow is definitely like mm -hmm. blew blew me away when i first saw it i was like what the heck awesome. wanna, want me to play that one yeah let's go for it okay That was just like so beautiful. It's also very uh, representative of how that character feels at that particular time where she's like finding herself and is finally like, you know what? I don't have to have everything figured out right now. I'm still in school. Like I'm not, you know, having that kind of like realization and her mm -hmm. like coming to terms with it was the perfect time for that song to play. It fits the mood very well. Yeah. And so I'm not sure if you already said this or if I was just like blanking but who composed this again it was tenma tenman so he Tenma's, also yeah. did the previous one the voices of a distant star yep. and now we have him again in five cinem wow five centimeters per second <laughs> five centipedes per second i love that game five <laughs> wallpapers per second <laughs> honestly if there's one thing we can count on it's makoto shenkai providing me with the wallpaper for my desktop Literally just screenshots from the dang movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so this next song is the ending song. It's the ending song. It's it's played when both characters are adults. It's it's great when it starts because the the character main character Takaki walks into a convenience store and is playing muffled over the intercom in the grocery store. And then it fades as he's talking to himself. It fades like and goes into the actual song that which good i think old, yeah that good old diegetic music i love love oh, you makoto for that thank you because geez louise so, so that so was such a great directing choice <laughs> yes geez louise <laughs> yeah um it's kind of a ballad it is the lyrics to the song are quite sad and the singing is very strained and emotional it's uh acoustic guitar drums piano pretty it's much. a melody of all things feelsy Pretty much, yeah. So let's listen to a few seconds of it. Or, All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I also wanted to mention that uh, it was done by Masayoshi Yamazaki. I love the vocals for that song because 
it, it sounds like he's just playing it right in front of you. It's very acoustic. And, and he, yeah, he's not trying to like, it's coming from him very emotionally, but he's not like, mm-hmm. you know, trying too hard to make it sound pretty. He's just like. He, it sounds like he's in his feelings and performing it, but not for like a crowd, but just for like one other person or for himself. Yeah. So awesome. So five centimeters per second. Why do you think people should care about this movie? Okay, so five centimeters per second literally laid the groundwork for what I enjoy to this day in animation and in media in general, be it music and movies. And I think if you like a kind of a more sad take in a romance movie, I definitely I definitely recommend it to you, to anyone, even if you don't like anime. Like I said, that's just, I know some people won't like it, and that's just because it's, I guess, a little too feelsy, and it doesn't have a very yippee hooray conclusion or anything like that yeah if you are a fan of just like stunning visuals and great music that's reason enough to check out this film all of these films are visually stunning which the next film we're going to talk about is arguably the most stunning visually i would say the most ridiculously the most ridiculously time consuming thing you will ever see and it will flip and floor you Because I honestly think that this film was created just so that they could show off their, like, skill. They're like, okay, y'all saw what we put out in 2002 and 2007, but, like, peep this 2013 movie. Like, graphics. We got more than one computer now. We got, we got, we got out of, we got focus. We got foreground. We got background. background. Mid ground, we have we, we got, got we got rain effects, we got water effects, so many effects. So this next film that we're gonna talk about is The Garden of Words, which is a 2013 short film, obviously directed by Makoto Shinkai. In Japanese, it's Kotonoha no Niwa. It's animated by Comix Wave Films. In an article from the Anime News Network in 2013. This article kind of explains the premise of the movie and what Shinkai, what his purpose of the film was for. And so I'm going to read that quote to you. The Garden of Words follows the story of shoemaker in training Takayo, who begins sketching shoes in Japanese-style garden. He meets a mysterious older woman, and the two start meeting and deepening their relationship at the said garden. Shinkai previously wrote that The Gardenal Words will be his first story about love in the traditional Japanese meaning of the word. Originally, love was written as lonely sadness, and according to Shinkai, the modern concept of love was imported from the West. Of course. While this new film is set in the modern era, it will be about the original meaning of the word love, lonely sadness, or longing for someone in solitude. And so I think that quote does a great job of explaining what Shinkai intended for this movie to do. The first song that we're gonna talk about is Greenery Rain. And the composer for this movie's score is Daisuke Kashiwa. The entire score of this film, or the 
original soundtrack of this film is approximately like 15 minutes long. A little less than 15 minutes long. And the film itself is only 45 minutes long. And like I said, it's just this incredibly, almost hyper-realistically drawn animated film about two people who meet every morning in the rain at a garden. And it's called The Garden of Words because a 15-year-old boy, Takayo, meets a 27-year-old school teacher. But at the time... They don't know they're complete strangers and they meet there and they keep meeting there because they're both just trying to get away from life. And the school teacher ends up reciting a poem to him. And from that moment, they kind of just like fall in love despite not knowing anything about the other person. So I'm going to play this first song, Greenery Rain. So that was Greenery Rain, and a few things that Daisuke Kashiwa does in this score is you can clearly see, or not see, you can hear like the texture of each piano stroke. I don't know, like you can just hear, like it sounds like it, you can tell that it's like... It's incredibly complex, and it's all <laughs> the time signatures are... The, 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 it's consistently changing too it's a really wild song yeah so like like i was trying to say each keystroke has a texture that you that clearly mirrors shinkai's attention to detail in this love story and every note is very crisp and the images on screen are like very crisp the background shots are stunning i would say that they are like exceptionally stunning in this movie more so than in five centimeters per second and more so than Voices of a Distant Star. And that's just something Shinkai tends to boast in his work and it's just extremely prolific in this film. I couldn't find much on Daisuke Kashua online. I also can't read kanji, so that's probably why. Yeah, me either. Yup. <laughs> I would say this is arguably Shinkai's most ambitious piece. This is arguably Shinkai's more ambitious piece of work as far as animation goes. And the aesthetics are a strong suit here. We have with his background images and music. It's kind of, it was kind of a sacrifice made for the lackluster plot, I would say. I mean, yeah, there's not a whole lot going on in terms of plot. Because it's only 45 minutes long. Yeah. There's only so much you can do. And towards the end, it can't, the movie does become a little bit melodramatic. However, the visuals are stunning and it's very pretty. It's a very poetic piece of work. I really like it. And so I mentioned that the school teacher, her name is Yukari, she's 27 years old. There's a drama going on. She has a backstory, but I won't get into that right now. But the first time that they meet at this garden, she recites a poem to Takao. And the poem I thought was really pretty, so I'll read it. It's a faint clap of thunder, clouded skies. Perhaps rain will come. If so, will you stay here with me? 
and that's a Japanese poem or a tanka, and it has a response that it has a response, and then a few times after they've been meeting, Takeo recites the poem back to her, but like the response of the poem, and the response is a faint clap of thunder, even if rain comes or not, I will stay here together with you. If anyone recites poetry to me, that's it. Put a ring on Marriage. it. Marriage. Put a ring on it. Y'all want to send me your poetry through my email? <laughs> Do that, but don't. So another song is The Afternoon of Rainy Day. I'll play a bit of that song for you guys. beautiful it was kind of melancholy but it definitely becomes more somber when we in the middle of the song there is a key shift and like soon we just start hearing all of these blue notes and like it just gets really really dark and ominous not ominous but kind of eerie but like in the film it matches the scene so well because you think everything's going fine, and then right at the moment when we start hearing the key changes, we're just kind of dropped with a bomb. Not really a bomb, but kind of a bomb. It was it was more like a like a truth. Just like the truth comes out in that moment, and then it just gets really dark. And you're just like, oh, why are people like this? Just anyway. Call Makoto. I've got him on speed dial. Just give him a call. Give him a call. Why'd you do this? Why you like this? In a review of Garden of Words on CapsuleComputer.com, Luke Halliday says in his article, Much like its visuals, the Garden of Words features a stirring soundtrack that is every bit as beautiful as it is awe-inspiring, with sweeping tracks giving the sense of soaring through the rain and the quiet emotional instrumentals that hit right to the heart. This is an incredible composition from Daisuke Kashiwa. Also featured is the theme song of the film, Rain, by Motohiro Hata, a majestic ballad that captures the spirit of the film superbly. It caps off the film in a stunning fashion, serving as the closing track as we see our two lead characters moving forward through life, through the rain, and all. The next song that we're going to listen to is Rain, and it's by Motohiro Hata, and this is kind of like... This song plays at the emotional peak of the film. It starts out with like an instrumental, like mm-hmm. pianos and guitar and stuff. It's played during the melodrama. Yeah, and then eventually goes into the actual singing and more ballady parts of the song. Okay, well, we're gonna listen to Rain. <laughs> Ikanaide, Ikanaide. 
So that was Rain by Motohiro Hata. At that point in the film, we really see the drama come to a head and tensions are extremely high. Not extremely high, but it gets there. And so at this part of the movie, it's raining during this heavy climax of the film, but when we are brought to the resolution, the clouds begin to part and the sun reappears again. And lyrics of this song, the English translation of the lyrics to this song are, I don't mind getting caught in the downpour. I don't mind being soaked to the bone. Whistling I follow, even though I've come to know you far too well. Just as I did on the night we first fought, don't go, don't go, I call out. And I feel like the lyrics of this song match the overall mood of the film pretty much exactly, because that's kind of exactly what this film is about. Two people meet, they're strangers, they don't know each other's names, they don't really know anything about each other. They just enjoy being together in the rain and they kind of realize that their age separates them and that they have to go their own separate ways. And it really makes you think like, instead of focusing on distance as we do in Voices of a Distant Star in five centimeters per second, the distance is their age, not really like their location. So that's why I thought that this piece of work was really interesting. Even though it's shorter than the other ones, it's just very emotional, very poetic, very beautiful to look at, and I really enjoy it, and I recommend it to people to check out who don't really know who Makato Shinkai is. Our next film that we're going to talk about is probably the most famous anime movie. Maybe not. That's an overstatement, but this is one of Makato Shinkai's most notable films. And the movie is Your Name, came out in 2016, the film that topped many records as being released worldwide, basically. It follows two protagonists, Taki and Mitsuha, and they begin switching bodies. They switch bodies with each other. It seems like a really basic premise to a film that's so, like, popular, but it has many, many twists. Like, it has, like, three different twists. It's not your typical body switching anime or any story. It's a great film. <laughs> yes. And so Radwimps is a Japanese rock band that did the music for this film. They formed independently in 2003. They're known for having great commercial success in 2006 with their album Radwimps 4. And they're best known for their later singles, Order Made and Dada. Yojiro Noda, the lead vocalist of the Japanese rock band, composed the theme music for your name. Yes. And it's all so wonderful. The entire soundtrack is ridiculously good. So good. Makoto Shinkai wanted them to make music for the film. He wanted them to make music that could substitute dialogue and basically act as monologue for the characters. And I think he does an excellent job of this in his music video styled montage scenes. Like, they're just all so great. Yeah, the time lapses. Yeah. He uses he uses those montage scenes and, like, most of his stuff. But in this case, it's like he took it to the next, uh, took it to the next level with an actual music video montage scene. So we're going to listen to a bit of the song Zen Zen Zents. And I believe it was in the trailer of the film. Yes, and it was my jam. Even before the movie came out, I listened to that song way too much. 
It's a jam. It's almost a bop, but it's a jam. But it's not quite a bop. Not quite a bop. It'll make you want to jump off your couch, though. So here we go. We're going to listen to it. That was Zen Zen Zents by Rad Wimps. That song's playing during a montage scene where the two protagonists realize for the first time that they're switching bodies and not dreaming. They 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 both just thought like, oh, like I must be dreaming. These are really realistic dreams. Mm-hmm. But then they have a moment where they realize like, oh, crud. holy crud, we've been switching bodies this entire time and it's real and it's not a dream. And I think it does a great job setting up the tone of the film. Like, I, it would, it's just kind of like it's, a... Yeah, it's a very comedic, like, at the, at the time, it's a very, like, comedic, like, showing them living each other's lives and her spending all of his money. Yeah. <laughs> her spending all of his money and him, like... It's funny because it's... I was having a hard time thinking of a consistent tone in this film because at the beginning, it's very whimsical. Like, they're trading bodies. You know, the guy is in the girl's body and he just like touches her boobs all the time and then he's like a student in Tokyo and she's from the country so when she's in his body she's like oh I'm gonna go to a cafe and spend like all of his money like she eats out like every day she's got like a thick southern accent in his body and like so it's just very comical at first and then we get hit with the bombs which is why I'm like, what is the tone of this film? I don't know. It's too much going on. It's a great film. I'm not, that's not a, that's not it's anything. It's not a complaint. It's not it's a complaint. Just, it's just, I personally was just like, what? It's just, a, it's just. It, it kind of flips upside down on you because it starts, yeah. like I said, it starts out very uh, funny and, you know, a very comedic film. And then, but that's, that tone that it switches to is pretty consistent to the end of the. Yeah. So maybe it has more than one tone. Is that a thing that can be done? I don't yes. know. We're learning. We're we learning. Don't know. We're not. F- f- <laughs> we're just. We're just two kids in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that should have been the name of the podcast. Two kids in a podcast. What were we thinking? <laughs> I don't know. The next song that we're gonna listen to is "Katawari Doki," and it's a beautiful piano ballad that appears right before the climax of the film. So. Let's listen to that. So that was Katewari Doki, and that was played at kind of a, it wasn't sad, it was just kind of like, it's at a point in the movie where you just, as a viewer, you do not know what's going to happen. 
And the imagery at this part of the film is incredible. Like there's like a skyline and it's right before twilight and there's clouds and they're at the top of a mountain and there's, it's just, it's ridiculously beautiful. And it also sets the mood for our characters who have fallen in love. And at the top of this mountain, they're meeting for the first time. And it's just a very beautiful moment, but it's also sad because it's, possibly the last time that they're gonna meet so it's just it's very like I said as a viewer you don't know what's gonna happen and I think that's why this movie is great like you think you know what's gonna happen and then it doesn't happen but like three separate times like multiple times throughout this movie you're hit with curveballs and it's great and so this last song that I'm gonna play is Nande Monaya and it's just kind of at the resolution of the film. I can't say that much about it because yeah, it's not really a resolu- resolution. It's like it's at the ending. It's of at the, the movie. end of the movie, and it's my favorite. So- it's my favorite song, and it also I listen to it when I uh, uh, when I'm sad. As we do, which is twenty four seven, all the time. So, uh, I, this is the only song I listen to. Here it is. said that was nandemonia nandemonaya <laughs> nandemonaya hey he's fluent in japanese if you want lessons uh, once again hit me up in my email shameless plug anyway that's kind of towards the end of the movie it's like you said it's not really during the resolution or if they're there it's like right after because i guess there is a resolution but it's not like the resolution. I can't, like I said, right, yeah. this it's this yeah. just sounds pointless to you listeners because you, if you haven't seen the movie, you don't know what I'm talking about. So all of that was done by Rad Wimps. I feel like because one band did the entire score, and it's not just like there's like some beautiful piano esque songs and like orchestral songs, but then there's also like those songs that are just like slow ballads that are emotional but then you have zin zin zins and that's like just like a rock song and it's a fun rock song so i think they they're very diverse because they just cover the wide range of different types of music for that film it shows on all their albums too because they jump around in all their albums they can write some heavy stuff Mm -hmm. and then just go back and write a beautiful love song Yeah. yeah i think that's shows great artistic vision and it's just very concise and good job everybody good job makoto shinkai good job rad wimps i love you makoto i also (laughs) love you rad wimps we're kind of at the end here we talked about all the films that we're going to talk about i recommend all four of these films I, i do as well especially you've got time to watch three of them 
If you have if you have an hour, you can watch five centimeters. If you've got forty five minutes, you got Gardner Words, and then twenty five minutes, come on, you yeah. have you have some time for at least one of those. And your name is only like what? That's the actual like you know feature feature film blockbuster. So it's about two hours about, long. Yeah, and it's definitely worth. So. It's worth it. Check out Makoto Shinkai and all of the artists that we've mentioned before. Thank you all for listening. This is Bonus Features Podcast. Special thanks to WUSC-FM, Garnet Media Group, Student Media at USC, and the Multimedia Directors for Student Media at USC, George Wassel and Luke Baker. Thank you all for letting us be able to do this. Thank you all for listening, and this was Bonus Features Podcast.